1: hello hello welcome back to the healthy human podcast my name is callie i'm your podcast host and i am so freaking excited to have you here today listening to today's episode whether you're walking whether you're driving working welcome okay so before we get into anything, the way that this show works is we always start off with doing a little self-check-in, taking a couple of minutes out of our busy day to just reground ourselves, center ourselves, and see how we're doing. Think of this like a best friend checking in on you and just seeing what's up in your life, okay? So wherever you are, I want you to just take a nice deep inhale through your nose, growing tall with your breath, filling up your lungs with goodness, and imagine confidence flowing through your body. And then on your exhale, open your mouth, sigh out, letting go of any tension in your mind and your body. Just release it, relaxing those shoulders out of your ears. Okay. Now I want you to ask yourself, how am I feeling today? And answer with zero judgment, just get real with yourself here. Now I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel like this? Did something happen? Maybe nothing happened? Just getting open. Okay. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I can do for myself today to get myself on track to hitting my goals and dreams? One thing. Okay, maybe it's listening to the podcast. Could be anything. All right, now I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? If you have not, let's hydrate our hot bods, grab your waters, and cheers with me on three, two, one. Cheers to hydrating our hot bods. Alrighty, I hope you're feeling hydrated. Now, I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you are able to stand up right now, I want you to just stand up, shake out the legs, shake the arms, get the blood flowing, and sit back down. Okay, one more question. I want you to ask yourself, what is something that I am really, really proud of? That I have accomplished this week so far it could be waking up a little bit earlier it could be not drinking as many any energy drinks it could be anything okay cool I hope you're feeling checked in I hope you're feeling good and ready for today's episode this episode you guys is literally so fun I am so excited because we have a guest on the show today, Lily Raquel from the 8020 podcast. You guys probably know her, probably listen to her podcast. If you don't, you should definitely go listen to her after this episode because we actually swapped podcasts. So I recorded an episode on her podcast. I believe it's launching the day after I dropped this one and then she recorded one from my podcast. So anyway, super fun stuff. I made a new podcast friend and I'm so pumped about it. But before we get into our little episode with Lily, let's catch up, okay? Okay. So, life updates. I have a story time to tell you because this is just like literally so random and so unfortunate. A series of unfortunate events. And it all started with me wanting to go to the grocery store to get salmon. I live with John, if you don't already know that. John's my fiance and we had one piece of salmon left in our fridge we were getting the frozen fish from sam's club because it's low-key a life hack if you don't want to spend a bajillion dollars on fish every single week so we got a big pack of salmon and there was one piece left and i was like you know what like for some reason John had said earlier in the day that he was going to cook that piece of salmon for dinner and I was like I'm not going to be the person that takes the final piece of food in the fridge and eats it like talk about a bad roommate but if you have a roommate who's done that before and you're left with nothing to eat and you were like I was going to eat that it's not a good feeling so I was like let's be a nice person and don't do that to John. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and buy myself a piece of salmon at the grocery store because I have had zero protein today and I really need to eat some food that's not just carbs because I literally had fruit and bread like all day. It was one of those days, okay? I literally had not given my body the things that it was needing and if you haven't listened to the podcast before, basically I went to the doctor like several months ago and was informed that my protein levels are low and I need to be eating more protein and greens and so I was literally doing the opposite. Carbs are not bad, my friends. I love carbs, don't get me wrong, but I was needing some protein in my life. Anyways, I don't even know how to describe this storm. It was like monsooning, but like hurricane level monsooning. I, I like, I've never been in a hurricane, but what I could imagine a hurricane looking like was what was going on outside. Picture this. Axel, my sheep-a-doodle dog, <laughs> he's sitting in the, in the kitchen staring at me per usual and is doing this weird thing with his tail and legs. And I was like, he's signaling to me, he has to go to the bathroom. So me being a good dog owner I was like I'm going to take my dog outside even though it's basically a hurricane with rain and wind and just absolute chaos. Oh, by the way, I left out a funny part. John is currently training for a 14-mile run and was running during this entire storm and I called him and I was like in mom mode. I was like, "Do you want me to pick you up?" and he didn't answer. But anyways, there's so much going on, so many pieces of the story. I let Axel out to go to the bathroom and thankfully he stands there and stares into the rain for a little bit and then finally goes. While I'm going back inside, I'm like, okay, let's go to the grocery store. Like I think the storm is maybe getting better, but like, we'll see. I go and put on some flip-flops or not even flip-flops. They're like knockoff, just target plastic slide things. And I am wearing this dress and I'm wearing a jacket and my pink slides walking outside to go to the car you guys I don't even know it felt like the end of the world was going on three recycling bins on my street all simultaneously fall over at the same time and just start spilling out trash everywhere it's just blowing down the street and I'm just standing there in my pink slides and I'm like staring at this I'm like what the heck is happening like what where did this storm come from like first of all where did this even come from anyways i'm like going over to my recycling bin that has fallen over so i can move it so i can back out of the driveway also i'm pretty dedicated at this point i'm so dedicated to getting my protein because i'm going to the store in the middle of a crazy storm that maybe wasn't the wisest thing ever but it all worked out anyways as i'm picking up the recycling bin i don't know how this even happened i like i guess i like it fell on my toe (laughs) I don't even know. Anyways, it like, this might be kind of graphic. It like smashes into my big toenail, and I'm wearing these pink slides. The pink slides have an entire point in the story. Like, they're literally open toed pink slides. I was thinking about wearing my white tennis shoes, but from previous experience, I was like, no, 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 no! Like I can't wear my white tennis shoes in a Florida monsoon like that. She's gonna that's gonna ruin them. Like, okay, that's a whole other story. But one time, my freshman year of college, I was wearing my brand new white tennis shoes. I was working at an acai bowl shop. I was like working. I literally worked at a juice bar, and I'm walking after my shift, and I step in this probably like I don't even know four, five inch puddle, six inch puddle. It goes over my ankle. It's just it ruins my shoes. So I, I I have experience with unfortunate events with white shoes. So I was like, we're going to mindfully put on my pink slides. Anyways, I jam my toe, like smash it. And I'm like in pain, but it's pouring like pelting rain. So I'm just like, you know what? We're going to move on. We're going to get over this. So I get into the car. My toe is throbbing. I haven't even looked down at it yet. Like I don't even know what's going on. Eventually I go to the store, I get my salmon, and I still have not looked at my toe because I'm just I don't know why I haven't looked at it, it's still throbbing. I get home and I look at it and there's just like blood just like all around my toe. And this is disgusting. Anyways, I just am sharing this story because I know how just it's such a very irrelevant story, and I I I'm glad that this is one of the problems of my life. Like that's such a small thing to have happen. But I thought it was funny because it was like, <laughs> you know, I always say this every time I injure myself, it is doing something so, so stupid. Like one time I injured myself by rolling my ankle when I was walking in Whole Foods. Like I severely rolled my ankle. And then yesterday I smashed my toe with a recycling bin because I was going to get salmon at the grocery store. It's so weird. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed that really random story. And if you also injure yourself doing really just bizarre, not, not risky things in your life, like I literally surf and have not injured myself as bad as smashing my toe. Knock on wood. Hopefully, I don't hurt myself surfing, but... It's just so funny to me. But that's kind of like all that's really happened in my life. (laughs) That's the life update. Nothing crazy is going on. I have family coming to town this weekend, which is really fun. And I've been working on the launch. So that's been awesome. By the time this episode launches, the launch will have already happened. So I cannot wait for you guys to, uh, to go do my cycle syncing Pilates program. But yeah, so that's about it. I hope you liked this update. And I cannot wait for you guys to get into today's episode. It is seriously packed with so much just... Goodness, so many good tips and tricks that I wish I'd known when I was entering my post grad season. And even if you're in college or high school listening to this episode, like this is still so relevant to you. And I think you're going to love it. So, welcome to the show, Lily from 8020 Pod. Go check out her podcast after this and enjoy today's episode on navigating your 20s. Thanks,
2: Callie, for having me. I'm super pumped to be here. Yeah, so my name's Lily. I am a podcast host, I work full time in social media. Well, that's like kind of weird to say because I do, but then I don't. We'll probably get into that later. But yeah, I'm a podcast host. I also went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So I am a holistic health coach. I'm not currently taking clients, but hopefully in the near future, I will be. Um, so kind of in a nutshell, that's like what I do for work. Um, I'm also a sister, a daughter, a friend. That sounds like some like mom's Instagram bio, doesn't it? I'm a sister, sister, sister daughter, a letter. daughter,
1: <laughs> and a friend. Okay, so for everyone listening, just like a reference right before this, I was telling Lily how it is currently 1 p.m. and I did <laughs> a voice crack. And I woke up this morning, three hours past my alarm. And I'm just now having my coffee. I just had breakfast like an hour ago. <laughs> it's one of those days. And Lily brought up the great point that time is just a social
2: construct. It's it's all made up. It's all fake. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I like really like okay, in LA it's what? It's eleven AM. So let's just be on West Coast time today. We'll just pretend we're in PST. Yeah, why great. not? I mean, then we get a little bit of time back. And, you know, I mean, we can just, we, we can do whatever. I'm still drinking my coffee from this morning too. So who cares? You know, we're just, it's it's morning. We're getting it done. We're just easing into
1: our work day. Yes, I love it. Okay. So lots to talk about. Basically, today's episode is going to be, we're going to chat about lots of post grad stuff, navigating your 20s, all the good stuff. So Lily just quit her job and, Lily, how are you doing? How has it been since you left your Oh my gosh, corporate? so it it's been really good.
2: And I definitely this isn't me promoting like quitting your job because this is a very like real thing. Like you have to be able to live. Like you have to be able to sustain yourself. But I do think that there is so much freedom and flexibility in being able to do what you want to do, you know? Like we're sitting here. It's 1 p.m. We get to record this podcast together. I got to have coffee and like make a new friend this morning. I went to a workout class and uh, met up with a friend and we like literally just met because I'm also waitressing a little bit too. So I've got the podcast and I'm waitressing and I'm just like, I'm doing a bunch of random things. I'm probably going to like walk dogs on Rover. Like I'm just doing like a bunch of, ra- right? <laughs> and, like, love it. I, thank you. I'm just going to do a bunch of random things and just like make it work. And I actually just recorded for my own podcast, like the big life update, you know, and I was talking about it and I kind of came to this conclusion, like we get so set in this idea that we have to follow the template post-grad and we have to follow the, okay, you graduate from college, you get the nine to five job, you work your way up in the ranks, you know, you become a manager, you become a VP, you become a whatever. And I don't really think that that's a lot of people's dream. You know, like, I mean, you have a very similar experience. Like when you were, okay, I would love to know, cause you're like what, a year and a half out or after quitting your your full-time job?
1: I, yeah, a year and a half. That's crazy. Okay. <laughs> so
2: how long do you think it took you to kind of like settle? I don't know. T- tell me, I want to know your
1: experience. I feel like I'm going to start interviewing you. <laughs> I love it. I'm, t- I'm um, too fresh. I'm too fresh to give advice. <laughs> I think like for me, it was Yeah, like kind of like you said, I think something that I struggled with seeing was a lot of times on social media, we see people who have it looks like overnight success and they're able to just sustain their lives with their brand deals, their everything they're making from social media. And I think that for me, that was something that I struggled with a lot is because I'd been I started my blog in 2019 and I wanted so badly to be able to have that be my full-time job out of school like that was my passion and i'd started my studio in 2020 ish time frame so that was like my burning passion but it was hard kind of having the realization that it wasn't quite there yet it needed some more time for it to become something that could be my full-time job and that was definitely coming out of college, I kind of felt some failure, I guess, because I was seeing people who, some of my friends who were able to do this full-time, who were telling me I'm making 10K from launching a guide. And I was like, well, I made $10 from (laughs) launching something. (laughs) I literally had a launch. It was like my first launch ever. I think I sold like three things. Like it was, I didn't think that I'd ever be able to make this like my full-time thing, like I wanted to, but I would just, it just hadn't gone there yet. I just kept doing it. I got a full time job, thankfully, like even that in itself, like I didn't like I applied to a couple places because I was so resistant to it. I was like, you know, what? I'll just be a full time fitness instructor in person, like kind of like just doing my own like j- random jobs around the place to make money while I'm building this. But thankfully, I was able to get a full time job and. It was an amazing experience learning so much from it, but also I while I was in it, it was like, I kind of joked that it was soul-sucking because it was very just repetitive every day. I didn't feel like I had a ton of creative freedom with it. And then I just wanted all my time to be spent building this business, but I couldn't because I was doing other stuff. So by the time that it reached, it was last January is when I launched Sweaty Studio officially seeing that launch go the way it did. That was like the first kind of ounce of hope I had in a really long time of, okay, I can actually leave this like this is insane. Like, I'm so thankful. And then everything just fell into place from there. But I think I guess my biggest piece of advice is don't don't be too hard on yourself. I think patience is really, really important. And I struggle a lot with patience and with anything in life, like if you are starting a new business or you are becoming a content creator, starting a podcast, just be patient with it and stay consistent because Sweaty Studio was not an overnight success. Like I it spent years building this thing. And over, yes, overnight the launch was awesome. But even before I launched it, officially opened doors, I was spending hours of my time unpaid, creating marketing campaigns, writing content, posting stuff on TikTok. Like I think that's my biggest piece of advice is things look like an overnight success, but they're not. Absolutely, I'm so glad that you said that. That like just makes me feel so much better because I've
2: been, Um, working on this podcast for three years. And just now am I like even making like a dime from it? Yeah. And it's it's crazy because you look at people who maybe they, like it seems like they just blew up overnight, but that's never the case. Never, Never, ever, ever is that the case? And we see such a small percentage on social media that it's really easy to judge. And for me, like quitting my job, one thing that I really wanted my audience to know is that yes, I quit. (laughs) for many, many, many reasons, mental health. And I mean, you said soul sucking, like you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, (laughs) it's, it, it wasn't, I was spending all this creative energy on projects that weren't mine. And it was all of this content and just all, I, I was working on really cool things, but they weren't my own. And so I would get home and I'd be like, and I'm sure that you felt the same way. Like you'd get home and you'd be like, okay, well, it's dark out now. Like I can't take this picture for this brand deal or I don't really want to record the podcast because we had back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back meetings at work. And I just yeah. don't feel like talking. And it's like, you have these projects that you want to work on, but at the same time, you got to put, you know, your, your effort into your full-time job. And it's scary to be like, this isn't working for me in so many different areas of life and to be able to like, take a step back and be like, you know what? Sacrificing the comfort of, you know, the Friday paycheck hitting my bank account, sacrificing that comfort is going to be worth it in the long run because I get to have more time to work on the things that I'm really passionate about. But at the same time, I'm not leaving it just for the podcast. Like it's, you know, obviously like leaving it for my own health, but also I'm not just doing the podcast. <laughs> I yeah. like want to be very, very clear. Like I'm literally gonna go wait tables and walk dogs on Rover, <laughs> and just make it happen, you know?
1: Yeah, and I mean you you hear so often like stories of new businesses starting. It's not glamorous most of the time. It's most of the time people are doing side hustles in addition to building their thing. Like for me, I was gonna do side hustles and continue building my business, and I was able like I had a full time job. I, I got a full time job so last minute. Like I think I started that. I got that job in like. I think it was like May. It was like right when I graduated college, I got the job offer, which was like, I was not expecting to get a job. So yeah. I think that is like something that if someone is wanting, is listening and wanting to start their own business, don't give yourself the expectation that you have to make that business sustain you right off out of the gates. Because it, ne- it never will. It never no. will. And there's so many content creators who their, their content is not, their brand deals is not their full-time thing. Like they also do side hustles as well. And like, that's totally normal. Even just like,
2: the thought of only being a content creator like full-time like what you you have to have something to create content about so whether you you know you're for you like you're a fitness instructor like we kind of joked about like starting a vlog and like if you were to start a vlog you could vlog about your business so like it Mm -hmm. gives you something to to vlog about but if you just were a content creator it's like okay well this is me like washing my sheets and like doing my laundry and like going to the grocery store. Like that's it. You don't have, you know, good insight to get to people. So I think that, yeah, it's cool to be a full-time content creator, but you have to have something to create content about. You absolutely.
1: Know? Absolutely. That's a piece of advice that one of our friends, he's a, um, I think he's a, he's a videographer in LA and he told us the content creators that he has seen who are the most successful, what they do, like they do things in their life and create content around it their life isn't about just creating content. I mean, some of my favorite people are like the adventure travel people. I mean, they're traveling and they're creating their content around that. So that's something that I like love that you also noticed that because that was one of the best pieces of advice I got.
2: Yeah. I feel like we see too many people that are just like, oh, I'm just going to go like get my nails done and like go, I don't know. And then it's like, but what, what are you doing? Like, is that filling your day, you know, mm-hmm. with purpose? Tell us a little bit, where did you go to school again? Okay, so I actually transferred three times, and then I ended up dropping out. Through and through, like my mom, my mom just always—I wouldn't say jokes, but she's always just told me, like, "You've always danced to the beat of your own drum." And so, me doing things like I'm I'm chronically doing things non-traditionally, and so me just kind of quitting and being like, "I'll just figure it out," really didn't come as a surprise to anyone. (laughs) Um, And and I'll go like way, way, way deeper into this in my own show. Like I really struggle with my mental health like the past six months and there were a lot of things with my work where i asked for help and i was not really given the tools or the resources to continue to be successful there so ultimately that's why i left so i originally went to school out in indiana um, I went to DePaul University for about a year and a half and then COVID happened. So I came home. Um, I transferred to Salisbury University for a semester that a Maryland university. It was kind of close to my hometown. So I just commuted. And then I was like, you know what? Everything's pretty much online anyway. Why don't I just transfer to Maryland Global, which is their fully online university. And then I actually got this job offer that led me to Annapolis And that's where I am now. That's the job that I just left. Um, So I was there for about um, a little bit over a year. And because I had the job offer, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put school on pause. I was kind of feeling super unmotivated. I was getting a communications degree. And I was just like, I'm already doing what I want to do. So I have a cool opportunity in front of me. Let me take it. I'm tossing around the idea of going back to school, though, because, you know, I have a little bit more free time now. If I can make it work, I feel like that might be cool.
1: When you were transferring
2: schools... Was it hard socially? The social aspect kind of just fell to the wayside. When I was at my first university, it was like full college. It was so much fun. And then it was COVID. So it kind of just like the social aspect of it was just kind of like whatever. And I I lived at home with my parents. So I still had some friends that like I grew up with. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, like no one was really doing anything. So I was kind of just like, I was kind of chilling. But I do think though, socially, like living at home in my hometown Was horrible socially. Like, I really did not even have a social life because I just kind of was like chilling on my own. I didn't really have like the best high school experience. So, like, the Mm. friends that I hung out with were just kind of either family friends or friends that I grew up with. But I will say now, though, like, the post grad friend experience is so much better and different and cooler than the college friend experience. Okay, so I want to dive into that. How how do you think it is? Annapolis is interesting because it's not very young, except for there's one college here and it's the Naval Academy. Super fun kids. I've met tons and tons of really cool people there. They are just like the coolest the coolest humans they're just so i don't know what the right word for it is though but they're all like crazy smart and super cool so that's like the one college years but they're all super dedicated so like monday through friday like i don't see my friends that go to navy because they're just they're busy they're in school the weekend like but recently i have had a really cool opportunity to just like meet people from like not necessarily a nap okay i've been here for a year I feel like I'm talking all over the place, so I apologize. I've been here for a year and I've met more people probably in the past like six weeks than I have in my year of living here. And I don't know if that's from the fact that I quit my job and I have more free time or I just feel like happier and lighter and I'm like attracting better people into my life. But I have a feeling that the friendship, the friendship thing after college is really hard because you have to kind of plant yourself into communities that you might potentially want to be involved in. A good example of this is a gym. So I just started working, like I said, at a restaurant around here and I met a coworker who also goes to the same gym as me. We just never really went at the same time. And we were on our shift yesterday and I said, well, hey, would you want to come to this class with me tomorrow? She said, sure, absolutely. So we went to this class and then we met up for coffee after, had coffee for like an hour, and then we both like went about our days. And so doing things like that, plugging into your resources, essentially, is a really cool way to meet people. And also just making it a priority. For the longest time, I just was plugging so much time and energy into work that I was not prioritizing making friends. If you want to make friends, you have to go out and make friends. They're not just gonna magically like knock on your door unless you have like a cool neighbor that just moved in and they're like, Hey, I saw you walking in with your groceries. Like I go, I go to Trader Joe's too. Like, do you wanna be friends? Like that never happens.
1: You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with seeds DSO1 daily symbiote. I first started taking seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular, and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go which we love especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains trust your gut with seeds dso1 daily symbiotic go to seed.com slash cali and use code 25 cali to get 25 off your first month that's 25 off your first month of seeds dso1 daily symbiotic at seed.com slash cali code 25 cali Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice and let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support that's where hormone harmony steps in hormone harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management trusted by over 1.2 million customers happy mammoth the company that created hormone harmony is dedicated to making women's lives easier and that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work. for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in hormone harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is Chase tree extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period side. Girl, hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at HappyMammoth.com. Just use the code Cali at checkout. That's HappyMammoth.com and use the code Cali for 15% off today.
0: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.
1: Yeah, I've had the same experience. Like when I was, I think in college... I mean, freshman year was the best social year for me. And it was because everyone lived on the same floor and would just, we'd have our doors open and everyone just walk in and out. We were all friends. And then I think it was once everyone moved off campus it became a little bit harder for like for me, socially it was harder because I had kind of isolated myself because I was like in a relationship. But I think. It's very much unlike what I experienced, like when I moved off of off campus and I mean, to this present day, obviously we don't live in college anymore. It's just you have to make an effort. And in high school, I went to three different schools in three years in high school. And being a new kid, at first, people reach out to you at first. People are friendly sometimes. But then there hits a point when people are gonna stop inviting you to stuff and you have to make the effort. So I just moved to a new city recently and it's been the same thing. It's like, I understand that just because someone doesn't invite me to something does not mean they do not wanna be my friend. Like I just, people don't always think of new people. They're very used to their friend groups they currently have, their friends they currently have, but that doesn't mean they don't want to have new friends. So just because someone's not inviting you something does not mean they don't want to be your friend. It's just you have to reach out and make the effort yourself. And also, it's just important to, if you make a plan and you make plans, like don't back out of them unless something happens, like you're sick or something happens. It's like an emergency. But in New York, I was the queen of backing out of plans. I'd make plans and I'd feel like the slightest negative emotion or feeling. I was struggling with my mental health also. And I'd be like, oh, I can't hang out with you right now. And then as a result, I isolated myself. So it is all about being like, I'm going to make the effort. I'm going to put energy into this and just you have to reach out to people. So I love that piece of advice. That's awesome. I love that you talked about not canceling
2: plans because probably the past, let's say like September to like, we'll say like March, like February or March, I was the queen of canceling plans. And, but, but my mental health was literally in the toilet. Like I was so sad, anxious, and there were so many contributing factors, but I was doing exactly that. People would reach out. I'd be like, no, I can't. I don't, you know, I would be, oh, I'm like, I'm sad today. Like I wouldn't tell people that, but I'd be like I have something going on, like, sorry, or I'm working late. That was always my thing. Cause I literally was, I'm working late. I can't, I'm sorry. And I just got to a point where people just stopped reaching out Yeah. and you know, that's not their fault. It's not that they don't like me. They're just like, oh, well, Lily's probably busy. Exactly. And whether I was, or I wasn't, I probably wouldn't have gone anyway. So holding plans is really important.
1: I totally yeah. agree with that. And also kind of going back to like struggling with mental health, because I think, I mean, I don't want to make this assumption, but I, most people that I know most have do. are yeah. struggling in some sort of yeah. way, which is really sad. And I think that like for me, when I was struggling with my mental health, like even when I was struggling, if I had just, I think even just plugging into those friendships that. You already have and just opening up to people and being like, Hey, like, I'm not having the best day ever. Like, I'm kind of like in a weird, like, funk. Like, do you mind if we just like do something chill? Like, if maybe your friend invited you to go out or something, like, don't hold it in. Don't, don't like, I think I held in how I was feeling to myself and I didn't tell people in my community how I was doing. And so for me, like, I don't, Lily, I don't think I told you this, but I might have told you this. But I ended up moving very abruptly out of New York City and I just like broke my lease and I left because it was just like I got to this point with my mental health and like anxiety and depression. I was like, I can't do this anymore. So I just left without telling like really anybody. And all my friends had no idea after I left, like that I had been struggling so much because I hadn't let people into my life and like told them what was going on. If there's someone who is a friend in your life, like don't be afraid to tell them what's really going on. Absolutely. I actually, so
2: this girl that I got coffee with this morning, we kind of naturally like hit it off at work. And um, this is like literally our first time hanging out outside of our, our two shifts that we had together. And we talked about so much. We talked about like friends and life and finances and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I just met you. So you never know. I mean, obviously like The friends that you trust and that you can get vulnerable with, absolutely. But if you have like loose plans with like a new potential friend, maybe it's like your first or second time hanging out, never underestimate how like vulnerable the conversation might get. Oh, another cool thing. I had coffee with another friend, like newer friend. This was our second time hanging out uh, last weekend. And we just started talking about all kinds of vulnerable stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. girl, I just met you, but the fact that we can go this deep and it's kind of like this mutual trust that like, oh, we're both going through something. We both get each other. So you never know how, how friendship might start to pan out. And I will say my, the best friends that I've ever encountered so far in my life are the ones that I'm able to get vulnerable with and we're vulnerable, like right off the bat. And it's crazy how deep and how meaningful the friendship can become automatically when you're just like hey you know what honestly you asked me how I'm doing like I I'm here today just to hang out like you know we're getting coffee this is chill but I'm not doing great like can we talk and most of the time they're like dude what's going on like let's talk about it and yeah. I think people people want you to be okay and and I think um talking about it is it's always helpful and oftentimes I feel better once I hang out with my friends
1: yeah I'd feel worse I- by
2: canceling plans.
1: I love that because it's so true breaking down barriers right out of the gates can be like i mean i was just thinking about it i was like yeah some of my closest friends like out of the gates we talked about like (laughs) i have this one i had this one time i was getting coffee with these two girls and we ended up it was like our first time ever getting coffee it was like it was so funny we all started sharing our most embarrassing poop stories and i was like yeah you guys are my best friends (laughs) like the fact that we could talk about this on the first time hanging out and be so like disgusting and like open about like embarrassing moments like that's it's super cool so i love that that's so true i
2: think think we're all so much more similar than we think i know like we like everybody has such similar experiences it's so wild so yeah, never never underestimate how how close a friend can get in such a short amount of time.
1: Yeah, and I think like unless you're like sick and like unwell, yeah. like try to try to keep the plan. If anything, like I think that's I think it's really easy to cancel plans. Like I literally canceled plans yesterday. I mean, granted, I was I was feeling sick, but I think it is very easy to back out of things that maybe make you feel like you're just gonna spend energy or it's gonna make you feel uncomfortable. Like. I think pushing yourself to be social is really, really important in post grad. So, what was something in post grad season that you were not prepared for and did not expect?
2: Oh my gosh, probably just how much um, how much work goes into maintaining a house. Like uh, I was like I like I don't know if my mom is listening to this, but and I and I've told her this so she knows. But I'm like. I have no clue how my mom did it all. Like, how did she go to the grocery store? How did she cook dinner? How did she maintain three kids and our crazy schedules? Like, I'm having, I, I have to deal with one person and it's me. And I have a hard enough time keeping up with this house, the laundry, the cooking, the grocery shopping, you know, doing all the admin stuff. It's insane how much work goes into being an adult.
1: <laughs> I feel that every single day. You know what changed my life though with what? like cleaning? is i'm gonna sound like an influencer right now but literally getting a roomba it changed okay, so my life my, my sister my older sister
2: has one and she has like a big she's got like a big girl house like they like bought a house and stuff i just found a condo um but she has a roomba and she raves about all the time so maybe i need to get one
1: i'm not yeah. even joking like i asked for it for christmas and that's how i knew i was an adult is because i literally asked for a vacuum cleaner for christmas my mom was like this is so funny i can't but it is like if you have a dog or just like you track in dirt a lot (laughs) or sand i so i lived in miami like last year and i would spend probably 10 15 minutes every single day just sweeping my apartment and that adds up over time i mean by the end of the week that's like over an hour spent just sweeping floors i mean in addition to everything else And, like, I live in a house now, and having a Roomba, like, taking out that feeling of having to sweep all the time, it's it's incredible. Like, my house feels clean, even if I don't, like, wipe down my counters frequently or whatever. Like, it's the best thing ever, so... That's my influencer take of the day (laughs) Okay, I need to do that. Because we vacuum, but it is, it's such a chore.
2: And then like the dishwasher. And I mean, I've gotten into a good routine. Like I can maintain it. But another crazy thing too, is when I was working full time, when I would come home from work, I'd be so depleted. And so I would just let that house get cluttered. I would let the laundry go. Like I would let it all pile up. I wouldn't make my bed. So it just kind of like got, you know, it, it all started, to have this domino effect on my life. And suddenly now I I have more time back so I can start to keep up with the house, but it's a lot. And, you know, the grocery shopping, the cooking. And so I was like, mom, how did you do it all? She's like, I ah, don't, I just figure it out. So I guess, you know, to, to anyone, yeah. I mean, really to anyone listening, who's like worried about having their own place, like, Maybe divide up, you know, the chores with your roommate or just know that like you don't have to do it all. I think too, like you see on Instagram people doing a Sunday reset. I think that that's so nice, like saving all your cleaning for one day, if that works for you. But I'm like, Sundays are like chill days for me. Like rest, days, for me. rest days, big, big rest day and or like a family day, you know, just like doing, being with the people that you love. And so I think for me, slowly kind of chipping away at the chores throughout the week is a lot is a much better routine than like saving all the cleaning for sunday
1: i totally agree because i've also been like should i do like a sunday cleaning reset every week i've noticed and i this has an actual effect on your mental health for some people for me it does is if i have clutter in my house i feel cluttered in my brain i live with john and what we've noticed is that when one person puts a dish in the sink and doesn't wash it immediately it's a domino effect after that The next person will put a dish in the sink and I'll wash it. And before you know it, by the end of the day, it's a sink full of dishes. It hasn't been washed. So what we try to do now is we just wash as we go. We made, instead of just leaving stuff in the sink, we make sure we wash it off, put in the dishwasher or wash it, put it to dry. And it works. Like on those days when we don't do that, it becomes by the end of the night, it's so overwhelming in the kitchen. There's just stuff everywhere. There's like food that hasn't been wiped off the counters. Like all of the cleaning I've noticed is truly just, it's the chicken away if you don't chip away it becomes like a huge mess so like that's been that's been really helpful for me that i've learned in the past few months that's a good one and that's one that so i live with my sister so she's my
2: roommate and that make like i don't mind a dish or two in the sink as long as it's maybe like in the corner like if you've got like you know if the dishwasher is running like you have to put like a cup or two in the sink like that's fine but my sister is super adamant about like there are going to be no dishes in the sink Unless it's like an emergency, like if like the apartment's on fire and like you have to get out, like put your dishes in the sink and evacuate. But like no dishes in the sink. So she's been really good about like training me to like always be on it. But I totally agree. Like if she's not home, I'll let them pile up. And I'm like, oh, this is like, if I just did it in the moment, I would have saved myself so much more time.
1: And it's just like overwhelming feeling like there's a huge pile of this yeah. to do just lingering around in the house. As small as it sounds, that's gonna that, like has really impacted my mental health is making sure my space around me is clutter free and I just pick up as I go. It's like your mom telling you when you're a kid. <laughs> take up your toys. Yeah. So you know what I just did too, that
2: felt really good was a big closet clean out. Ooh, I need to do that. I did a complete. And so what I really did it for was I wanted to get rid of all my work clothes. Because they were all pieces that I never felt confident in anyway. And it was all, yeah, I know. Isn't that sad? It was all just like clothes that I just never felt like good in because I didn't feel good in that environment. And so I was kind of like, anytime I would put on like a pair of like my work pants, I would just, I just have this, you know, internal, like, like this just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm not, I'm never going to wear this stuff again. And even if I, you know, you know, if in the fall I decide to, you know, get another nine to five job um, I wouldn't wear that. So I just got rid of it all. I just donated everything. I you... did a huge closet clean out and it was just, it felt so good.
1: Do you associate things with feelings? Like do things hold feelings to you? Like an object? Yeah. Same. Oh, absolutely. Same. Yeah. I, so something that me and, um, John, John's my fiance, what we did is We actually got rid of stuff that we had and held memories to like other people with. So we like threw all of it away or donated it. And it it makes a difference, truly. Like, I mean, I have pieces of clothing that I know exactly what happened when I was wearing that thing. And if I don't get rid of it or like if it's there, like it reminds me of it all the time. I love that you did that because it's so true. And I need to do that. I need to actually do that. Spring cleaning, closet clean out. Spring, huge. Brain cleaning. What is one piece of advice that you would give someone who is about to graduate college? I would say trust your gut
2: and don't neglect the feelings that you have. Like the minute that you feel like something's not right, that something is no longer serving you, you're allowed to either a set a boundary or b get rid of that thing. And whether it's a tangible object or whether it's a relationship in your life or a job or, you know, a circle of friends, whatever it is. You're allowed to say, you know what, this is not serving me. And I'm going to do what I need to do for myself. And trust your gut feeling because they're most of the time you're right. Do you have advice for boundary setting? So, boundary setting is something that I think I've always struggled with because I've always been the type of person that wants to I'm such a people pleaser and I want everyone to like have a good time and I want to be like you know the go-to girl like yes I can do that yeah I can do that too and I can do it better than everybody else can kind of mentality mm-hmm. which has got me into some really sticky situations um but recently I had a scenario where someone set an expectation and set a boundary and just kind of taught me how protecting your own energy and setting a boundary for yourself can in turn protect everybody else involved as well. And that experience was a really good lesson in boundary setting. And had I not had that happen to me, I don't think I would be okay with boundary setting. So I almost feel like it has to be like lead by example kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it was like a very like emotional, like type situation and it was just, it was very nice of this person to do what they did um, to set that boundary. So that kind of taught me,
1: like, how do they do that specifically? I'm just like asking, because like, I also, I'm trying to learn how to set boundaries. And like, like, how do you set a boundary without making someone feel offended? This
2: person was basically like, hey, I am doing A, B, and C. So we cannot do X, Y, and Z kind of. And just kind of like set a clear line. Like, you know, there was no black and white. They were just like, this is how it's going to be. You can either be okay with that or you can not be okay with that. And we just won't be friends. I was like, cool. Like we can be friends because I'm okay with that too. And then in turn, the boundary protected me as well. And so I think just being very, very clear with your expectations, whether that's for yourself or for others and not giving in, even though sometimes it could be really, really easy to give in and just be like a pushover, you know? Yeah. Um, so I I don't know. I think in that situation for me, it was almost like lead by example. And they were also like really encouraging as far as like work goes, like setting boundaries. So I, I almost feel like having like a, a good boundary setting leader in your life yeah. is helpful because that's something that I'm also working on too. And I think that When you have, I think like oftentimes people come into your life to like teach you little things. So that person like came into my life to teach me a boundary and about a boundary setting and like kind of give like equipping me with tools to be able to do that myself by setting the example. Um, So yeah, I don't know if I have the best advice because I'm still trying to figure it out, but I definitely think like just making sure that your expectations are clear up front and their expectation, the expectations that this person should have for you are also clear up front and then just not giving in. Like setting yeah. the line, and like drawing the line and and not crossing. it.
1: Yeah. Also too, adding on to that, like something of learning is that you can't control how someone responds and yeah. like setting a boundary, for example, like if you set a boundary to someone and they respond like very poorly to your boundary and they're trying to get you to give in, like you're saying, it's like holding yourself strong and being like, no, like I set this boundary, I'm not going to move. Like you're not going to push me back into where I was. So, I think that's something that's also important is to like know your worth, stand your ground, be confident in the decisions you make. And like, if you have, like, I guess an example could be like if you have a friend that loves to party and you are entering your wellness girl era and you want to have, get more sleep. So, you say no to a plan and you're like, I am not going to go out tonight because I am getting sleep. I am going to sleep in, have myself a morning and feel good. And they're like, trying to get you like push you out of it, trying to change your decision, but you've set that firm boundary. Like, no, I'm going to bed tonight. I'm not going to go out. And they are disrespectful of what you say and are trying to push you, like trying to be a pushover. I think it's really important to in this case, like know yourself. Like know what you need. Give yourself what you need and just like don't give in just because there's peer pressure going on. I know. I know that your true friends are always going to respect your boundaries. Yeah. And
2: or maybe even like a new friend. If you make a new friend and you're like, Hey, this is my boundary with this. And they say, okay, cool. I'll respect that boundary. You know, that they're going to be a good friend. If you make a new friend and you say, Hey, this is my boundary with this. And they're like, why? Like, that's, that's silly. Um, and they're going to disrespect you. You probably don't need to continue, you know, working on this friendship, you know, go, go put time and energy into people
1: who are going to respect your boundaries. Yeah. I love that. That's amazing advice. Okay, before we go, is there anything else that you want to say to someone who's navigating post-grad? It's a journey. And I, I'm learning new things every
2: single day about myself, about the world around me, about adulting. I, I used to hate that word. But now I use, now I'm just like, there's no better word for it. Like car insurance, pay, like payments for things, taxes, cleaning the house, adulting. It's nice to just like bundle it up in that. Um, <laughs> adulting is hard. Learning how to be like, I feel like a mini adult. Like I'm just kind of running around unsupervised. It's hard. And so just letting yourself work through, it is your life. No, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And so just letting yourself be okay with the fact that you don't know what's going on Mm-hmm. And then also knowing that nobody else knows what's going on either. So just kind of like pretend like you know what you're doing and, and just know people are just going to go with the flow anyway. So just
1: pretend like you know what's going on and, <laughs> and it'll all work out. Yeah. End of the day, it's like just taking it present day by present day. I mean, even like I've been out of college for I think two years now. And like last night I was having the conversation where I was like, I just sometimes feel behind even with... How much money i'm making in comparison to other people and like you're not like you're exactly where you need to be and everyone's Mm -hmm. timeline is different and it's just it is very much just keep your eyes in your own lane kind of thing and just continue to do the stuff that you feel you're called to be doing every single day and just realize that the little steps are going to take you to the big places And that's, I mean, I've been out of post-grad for two years and I I still feel sometimes like, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's normal. I think people who have been out of it for 10 years, still feel like this (laughs) way. Yeah,
2: absolutely. The more, the more I talk to people, the more I realize that no one knows what's going on. We're all just like doing our thing and just, you know, living life and, and, and letting, letting it happen as it should.
1: Yeah. And I just to like, kind of finish things off. Like, I think A piece of advice I wish I had known when I went into post grad and got graduate college is your community is everything. It is so much more important than a dollar amount of money landing in your bank account. You can be the richest person on earth and have no friends, and it's gonna, you're gonna feel like just terrible. I think. I was so hyper-focused on making money right out of the gates that it's like, I didn't have, I didn't work on making friends. And like now that I've really shifted my values and I've put so much more energy into friendships and relationships, like it has really changed the game. Like having people in your life, doing life with people is so much more valuable than making a million bucks. I'm so glad that you just said that. Cause I almost said like word for word, the exact
2: same thing on my episode that I just recorded for my solo episode. Um, like my kind of like telling my audience that I like left my job kind of thing. And I had someone ask me recently, like, oh, if they offered you more money, would you have stayed? And my answer is no. And because I said no, I've been able to make so many more friends in the past month of having a little bit more free time, being able to build my community, have cool conversations with people like you, like we became friends just through the podcast. That's Mm -hmm. because I finally had time to actually, you know, come on other people's podcasts and record. So it's just like such a cool thing that everything started to happen. And we definitely were not meant to do life alone. Absolutely not.
1: I mean, like my favorite book for friendship is, uh, I think it's called like find your people by Jenny Allen. And I I love that book. Oh my gosh. No,
2: that's the best. It's such a good book. book.
1: It's such a good book. It's incredible. She talks about how we, humanity, we started out as tribes. Like we were in close, tight-knit tribes doing everything together. And it's like, you don't have to just go and hang out with your friends at, at dinners. Like you can literally invite your friend to get groceries with you, go on a walk with your friend. Like just doing life with people is so much more important than... Just like having friends where you just catch up every six months. Like it's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been such a treat. I feel like we could talk for like five hours. And I was
2: going <laughs> to say the past like hour went by so fast. So I'm I super glad to have you on my show too. I know. Yeah, we have so many cool things to talk about. We'll have to do like a second, third, fourth episode for yeah. sure. Yeah,
1: and I also I'm like so excited to just like follow you in your journey and just I can't wait to like catch up in I don't even know when and just like hear how everything's going with you because I feel like I know when I have quit my job it was such. I felt like a weight lift off my shoulders, and I felt like I grew so much as a person in that just short period of time. So I'm like super excited for you to just like see thank you oh my all gosh, the things you I'm do.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, well, seriously, thank you so much for
2: having me. I'm super pumped for you to come on my show too. Um, I have a podcast called Eighty Twenty. If you guys want to listen to it, yeah, <laughs> if you guys like wait. what I had to say. Now, where can everyone find you? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Uh, my name is Lily Rayko, L I L Y R A K O W. Um, you can also follow my podcast Instagram at eighty twenty pod, and my podcast eighty twenty is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I think anywhere else you get your podcasts.
1: I love it. Everyone, go follow her. And thanks again for coming on. You're the best. And I'm sure Thank everyone, you everyone so learned much, so much for having me. All right, Thank you.
0: It. Bye, guys. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments.